Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello, suitors, and thank you for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV for Season 6, Episode 5 of The Suits After Show. We are going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about Mike, Frank, Harvey, Cahill. Harvey again, Cahill again. It's all here, and it is all next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Every week. Every week I want to go way slower than you guys are. It's my only car. How it feels. All the lines. <laughs> Hello and thank you for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV for the Suits After Show. Thank you for joining us at the law firm of Kaufman, Brazier, Ike, Ike and Hobson. Um, Nicole Brazier, our senior partner, is currently off um, I believe w- which she's helping she's, someone off death row right now. Yes, it's very innocence project. So innocence project. Project. It's a very worthy cause. We're very happy yeah. she's there. Mm. In her stead, I still have two fourths of a full panel. Hello, that, hello. Don't check my math here. <laughs> Starting to my left. What's up, guys? It's your host Stacey Yak. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram. I want to take Stace. Glad to be back. And I'm Tiana Hobson. You can find me at the Tiana Hobson. And I'm also happy to be back. I, I feel it goes without saying that I am happy to be back. Um, thank you all for joining us. I'll be checking out your chat room words. That's your chat room words. Yeah. I said chat room chat? words. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. stick with chat yeah. room stick words. With it. You right. own it. <laughs> How do we feel about this episode? I want to hear what Stacy thought because she went on a little <laughs> rant after we finished. I so. did. I was a little stressed, guys. I don't know. This episode didn't wow me as much as I've been wowed in the past, and I have been wowed in the past several times. I was just a little caught off. There was a lot of jargon. There was just a lot of talk. And I, mm. I honestly just couldn't follow it. And it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're watching at 9 p.m. I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> but truthfully, I just some of the storylines were were blending to the point that I was like, okay, this is about this. And especially the, the car scene and basically anything that had to do with Cahill this episode, for some reason I was like, what? What is? It, it was tying to so many things mm-hmm. and I, I feel like I couldn't follow. That was just me. Lewis was great. That's all. <laughs> As always. Hashtag Lewis is yeah. Um, I enjoyed tonight's episode. Okay. I thought that I like what they're doing with this season because we haven't ever explored this route of things. So it doesn't mm-hmm. feel repetitive like some of the things over the last couple seasons have kind of been like, okay, there's a new enemy trying to take over the name of the right. firm yeah, like, and stuff. So it's something new and different, and it's taking us out of the office. And I like being at the prison. 
I don't really? know why. I, I like being there. The prison is... Because oh, it's know. a dangerous place, so, so the stakes are really high. I will, that's what I like, and I like season-wide, I like that from episode one, they made it clear that Mike cannot spend two years at this prison. Yeah, for sure. Which was uh, kind of an issue, not an issue, but a thought I had heading into, or heading out of last season, mm-hmm. which was, well, I mean, two years at a white collar prison, like, Mike's a smart dude. He'll probably lift some weights, read a book. Right, right. He'll hang out in the library a lot. He'll file some, <laughs> file some motions. And then and then at some point, he'll just be out. Right. So I liked up top where they're like, no, there's a huge problem that's going to happen on night one mm-hmm. that's going to make it very clear that Mike cannot spend two years in prison. And not because he's a weak person, but because Harvey has an enemy in prison who's an informant and a bad dude. Right. And Mike's only way out is this and convoluted's not the word, but I will say this uh, complicated sort of affairs, which it always is when we involve Cahill. Yes. So we'll jump into the to that car scene with Cahill and Mike and Harvey. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the guy, by the way, the guy that you saw two episodes ago is the father-in-law in question. Yeah. Did you see that coming? Not at all. Not at all. And I thought they'd have a new guy. And me looking back on it, it's like, well, clearly they clearly that's brought what him. They were trying I to knew say. that exactly. he wasn't just a one-and-done mm-hmm. guest star because, you know, that actor whose name I'm blanking on right now, but he has that face of someone who you know and who's not just going to be in one episode mm-hmm. and done. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew he was coming back, but I just did not see the whole father-in-law angle come in there. For some reason, I wasn't surprised at all. As soon as he said Sutter, I was like, oh yeah. I don't know why. It was weird. But I, I think it's because when Suits brings us a character, it's not a joke. No it's, there's parts. no small yeah. parts. Yeah. But I, I thought, I thought I liked, his, I liked the character of Sutter, but right. I thought it... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Would be more long-standing, long-standing, like, be your seaside for the whole season and have nothing to do with everything else. Right. But then it suits. Everything has everything to do with everything. <laughs> and you just true. need, you just best need to remember that. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I did too. Because if it were, if it were anybody else, now Harvey doesn't have stakes. Right. Now right. Harvey mm-hmm. is just like, well, okay. And what I like is that because it's so complicated and these people have a deal and Harvey has a deal with this person. Now he's right. representing basically the entire prison. Of course. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's so complicated because that's real life. Real life is complicated with this kind of stuff. If you're striking a deal with someone to be an informant, yeah, you have to then lie to everyone else mm-hmm. and it complicates your life and their lives. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it all happening and we're trying to make sense of it and keep up with who's crossing who 
And at the same time, but the story is confusing us on purpose mm. so that we are always guessing and can't really figure out who's on what side and all that stuff. If, that, mm. if any of that made sense, no, that makes I applaud complete sense. That, uh, <laughs> let's focus on Mike and Frank and everything that happened within the prison. So Mike gets back and Frank doesn't trust him because Frank shouldn't trust him. Mike has secrets. Exactly. Mike sh- and Mike shouldn't trust Frank, and Mike shouldn't tell Frank his secrets. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny, because pretty early on in the episode, Mike tells Frank all his secrets. <laughs> and Frank is like, what do you take me for, an idiot? <laughs> I'm going to believe that you got out of prison and right. then came back. Right. Come on. Yeah. Which was the God's honest truth. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what happened, though. <laughs> I guess, but continue. But- that was my that was my thought on on those two. Right. Um Mike trusts the counselor. Which How? I think is scary. I thought the exact same thing. When he was sitting in there and telling him all that, I said, "Wow, what I I guess we're supposed to believe that the counselor, I mean, cuz there's that's kind of like gone back and forth with me in terms of like how much he cares about Mike's safety. You know, Mike says that every episode he's mm-hmm. in there, you're, you told me you're going to help me get out of prison. or you, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. deal with life after prison. And you said you're here for this. You know, he says it every episode, you're here for this. And it's like reminding me as well that I'm supposed to care. I'm supposed to believe that the counselor cares about Mike. So for me, I was, I was interested to see my reaction when he was like, so I'm about to inform on somebody. I'm like, uh, hello? It's, I don't think your counselor needs to know all that. I don't right? think he does either, but I mean, if he didn't, then how would he have gotten that moment reward? And I don't know if, there, was there another way to get it? No, I, my, I think my issue, or what I'm seeing between both the counselor and the warden is a certain level of hardened institutionalism. Mm-hmm. And the warden even said it, like, I've seen a lot of people cut a lot of deals with prosecutors. And it does not work. They don't, like, it doesn't work well. Like, because if you inform on him and it's not the exact information he wants, or it's this, or it's that, and what we're learning now between Harvey and Cahill now, that, like, there's seven different layers of this whole deal that it's, that they're like, maybe you should just, like, fight, maybe you should just fight the guy. Mm. And then just be done with it. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, what he risks now is getting more time to his sentence is kind of what the warden warned him about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was interesting because last week, I believe we all kind of talked about how, you know, if the deal is so vague of, you know, oh, yeah, we need you to inform. But it's not just inform. You're doing all this. And then they have Cahill says we need a conviction exactly. out of this. So if they don't get the conviction, they don't get it, and then people can find out that he was an informant, and then he's, you know, up shit's creek without a paddle. By the way, <laughs> by the so way, Harvey, but up, up shit's creek without a paddle. How come I've never heard that? That that's was amazing. A, that's unknown. That's, yeah. Okay, let's, let's move on. Like, okay. My mama, my mama says some crazy things, and I know that one she did not make up. That's on her a, own. That's oh, a true I need one. to borrow that's that one. That's one that is funny. Okay, continue. That well, because you're going up a creek means you're actually going down that a creek, and if you don't have a paddle, you can't fight. It's a it's, it's a very thought out. I like regardless it. Of if the, I'm smart. Regardless <laughs> of if the creek is too. made of shit or water. <laughs> that is, yeah. I mean, you're still I fighting. I might have added the shit to the creek, but. <laughs> you're still fighting a current without a thing to actually fight a current. It's this, The analogy works the exact same. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just can't. I have to borrow that. Continue. So sorry. Um, Lindsay Ivory Neptune in the chat says Mike thinks his counselor is a therapist. Right. Possibly. I agree with that. I. I think he should be listening to his counselor a little more. And at the... I don't... He should be listening to his counselor a little more when his counselor is generally concerned of, like, you shouldn't be talking to the warden, you shouldn't be talking to prosecutors. Mm -hmm. For better or for worse, you should just try to spend two years here. The situation Mm -hmm. makes it 
dang near impossible, but he should try. He should try. Which just puts him in these impossible situations, which is perfect for TV. <laughs> did we believe that the two-year thing was going to happen? Because I feel like there was a point that we did say, like, okay, let's just... I mean, obviously, they weren't going to make it two years for TV-wise, but didn't we think that... There'd be a time jump? Yeah, exactly. There was talk of a time jump. I wouldn't have... I think we, I think we all said we would all feel a little cheated if, yeah. if between season um, five and season six, there was just a time jump, and then the... Then essentially the firm got rebuilt, did it in that in that um, stead, and then Mike gets out of prison and then becomes a consultant or whatever, or starts as a janitor or however they're going to play that. <laughs> they're going to pay him a janitor's salary, but then use him as a lawyer. However they plan to do that, I think we would have all felt very cheated of right. like, but, but we didn't get to watch them rebuild the firm from right. literally nothing. We yeah. didn't get to watch Mike get out of prison or struggle while he was in prison. True. Or they meet a guy had, with a cell phone on his first yeah, night. It would have been just lines here and there of, you know, well, we fought so hard to get back to this mm-hmm. place. We're not going back to mm-hmm. the bottom again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I want to see you at the, yeah, I I would, see you right. at the bottom. The absolute right. bottom. I'd like to see yeah, you guys like at the absolute bottom for, like, two seasons. <laughs> really? Two seasons? Oh, I, I, I want... I don't think they can bounce back overnight. No, no. I, I agree. I agree. No. I don't think... But do you think... What do you... Okay, that's what interpretations never. Mind. No, but go for it. I, I mean, what do you think the end of this season could see? Do we see? I mean, we in the commercial Jessica mentions. I don't want to be three people for long. So, do we think we're going from three to ten, or are we going from three to six? I mean, are I think we're going to go from three to twelve, which is a pretty drastic increase, True. but still, from where Pierce Inspector Lit was, True. the end of season five True. is like yeah. nothing. Mm. All right, I didn't know y'all had it in you. <laughs> I am. It's just how I feel. Yeah, I, think, I like it. Because like it's we'll, we'll ultimately appreciate and enjoy it if over time we watch this firm grow back to its former glory. Although, how long is that we do have to point out that we do have to point out that they keep claiming. Not everybody knows that they've lost all their glory. Yes, they're like everybody knows they went down for hiring a fraud, but, and I think anyone in the know would understand that once that happened, most associates left. But I think for appearances, like client-wise, I think if a client still walked in there and were like, well, no, but this is a really good law firm, and that guy has Michael Jordan's baseball. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be the tier clients that they're used to. Not at all. Because those clients are going to know. But, you know, you got Stu down the hall who mm-hmm. isn't paying attention. You got me in real life who's not paying attention True. to the inner workings of a law firm. I know which TV networks are struggling right now. <laughs> I, and I care about that. Most but of I, them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I, you tell me a law firm hired a firm, I'm like, so? Right. Interesting. Interesting. Was he hot? Yeah, that's what I mean. What's was he hot? In, what's his Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> Who was he sleeping with? Like, how do you get the job? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Mike is hot. Anyway. I think we, we ask the important questions exactly. here after most TV. We get people. So um, good. So, the Harvey Cahill, while Mike is in prison. Mm-hmm. It scares me because they're doing something on the edge. They're skirting that line mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what is it, Mor- moral, mor- morals, morals and stuff, or like yeah. unlawful. Type yeah, of no, stuff, they're they're definitely. Which we are we're trying to get the guy out of jail for doing the all unlawful thing. So but why Harvey, are we skirting? The but Harvey game? and Cahill play pretty fast and loose with the rules. D- does Cahill play as fast and loose as we're seeing him do now? Yes. Yeah. I, for some reason, they I, are the I same person, just on different. different one's a prosecutor, ends. one's a lawyer. Okay, all right. Because I, I don't know the collaboration of them at the end with that quick, you know, hey, let's have a little toast or whatever. That was eerie for me so, a little bit. 
I just see trouble. <laughs> While we talk about Mike in prison, we should talk about the end of the episode with mm-hmm. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kevin. Kevin. So he gets... He all... So he, he do? Mike asked, what did you do? Yep. And he said, I got in a fight with my wife, went to the bar, had a couple... He, I think he implicitly said, I had way too many drinks yeah. or got yeah. drunk. He said, I, I got had, drunk. I got drunk mm-hmm. and then I got in my car. Yeah. That is all the information we've given us. Yeah. A, I'm of the impression that we were never sure that Mike was actually going to inform on him up until that moment. See, you said that earlier, but I do think he was going to inform. I mean, we don't know for sure because he could change his mind every time, anytime, uh-huh. and he's Mike. But when you come, when we start the episode with "I took the deal," then what does that mean? I mean, I assumed, he, yeah. and that's why I thought he was prying. You know, inform, start to go. Like I feel like he. When you decide to become an informant, I'm assuming there's no paperwork involved. Well, that they it's made that very clear like in the last. Two, well, they made that very clear in the last two weeks that there will be no. Because yeah. Harvey, Harvey is being Harvey being Harvey was like the first thing he asked was like I'd like this in writing please yeah yeah so because <laughs> Kate was like no we don't put that in writing yeah and because it's not in writing that's why we we're not know. we're not sure if he actually will go through with it okay the consequences of him not going through with it could be the wrath of Cahill who could like the warden warned could add t- find a way to add time make his life there you know more difficult mm-hmm. or whatever but mm-hmm. I agree I think that hearing the drunk driving thing and he said I almost killed someone and when I heard that I was like oh Mike's gonna be having PTSD flashbacks but, about his parents but again. we have to be he almost we have to understand where, where what Danbury is you don't like Danbury is technically a white collar prison but you don't end up there for a DUI, for no DUI. That's you don't you don't get three out. years for a DUI and he it's already uh, been said like, that he didn't roll over so unless he, had, and like, and no maybe one had, was killed, what like, a DUI is like ten thousand dollars in fines. Plus you add uh, on to someone. New Jersey, it's. I mean, he more, said he almost killed California. Oh, in California, it's the worst. It's like, like yeah, it's like ten thousand dollars. I have a lot of friends in college like, who got DUIs. But I think ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh and like your license is done for like a long time. Yeah. You can't get hired it's... anywhere that requires you to drive a car. It's... Jesus. You anyway. don't drive drunk. Yeah. yeah for, please no, don't do it. Like, for, like in, a... in any state, don't do it. But, but for a lot of reasons, whatever reason motivates you most. And in California, the reason is like your if any if any job you ever apply for ever again requires you to drive a car. You just can't do that for like five years. Yeah, wow. it's bad. But to bring it back, to bring it back to Kevin, he said I almost killed someone, and he's there for three years. Because I'm like, what so does that like, mean? I think the either it was vehicular manslaughter, or it was probably. My thought is, and it borders on a prediction, but it's something we'll know pretty soon. My thought is he went in for a DUI. Where he got into he got into a car accident on a DUI, didn't hurt or kill anybody. He may have hurt somebody. Maybe, yeah. The prosecutor the prosecutor realized that he was Sutter's um, son in law, and decided, well, actually, this can be as light as a DUI can be, which is in New Jersey would be probably five grand in a class, and your license would be suspended for three to five years or something. That would be minor because DUIs are pretty serious in a lot of states. Right. Um. He says, or, or they, they offer him that if you inform on your father-in-law. And he says no for whatever reason. I hate that they, if that's the case, I hate that they're putting those situations together. I got a DUI, punish me. 
believe my father in law out of it. I but know that's what he did. Yeah. But that's what he did. I got right, a deal. I proposed that to him. said that said the book got thrown at him. If that's the case, yeah. Because instead of I got a DUI and got into an accident while I got a DUI, they're like, no, that's vehicular manslaughter. You can plead out on three years. Wow. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. See, and the other reason why I know he's not telling us the whole truth is because when Harvey went to talk to him, Harvey said, there's about to be indictments thrown down and you are a lot of people in here's ticket out of this place. So if you ever have doubts about your father-in-law, keep them to yourself. Yeah. That is a big statement. If, yeah. How is he holding the key to a lot of he's inmates com- specifically He's there? complicit to something else prior to yes. the fight, prior to the DUI. And then right, he right, told right. Mike, ever since I got here, I've had to keep my head down, mm-hmm. like be protective of myself, and I don't tell talk to a lot of people. So he's clearly holding back, and then he went into the DUI story. So that's why when he was saying it, I was like, that, doesn't that, make ain't, sense. that ain't it, dude. Right, like, right. that might be part of the story. That's the intro. Exactly. Now I need... you Chapter it. two. I need chapter two. I need mm-hmm. the juicy bits mm-hmm. of what she actually did. But Mike didn't even... Here. He definitely didn't believe... I mean, not that he didn't believe, but he goes, what? Did you hear the way he said that? Yeah. What? It was like... He was just so confused because he had heard so much without even knowing anything. Like, Harvey and K.O. had already sprinkled so much in his head. He was like, I don't get it. Where's That's my sus story? out. That's my sus out of the situation. I might not be entirely. But I like where you're going. Yeah. With that, that I think that they they got him on something that could have been as less than th- that could have been way less than three years in prison, but said you can do three years in prison if you if you don't roll over and he didn't roll over. Yeah. That said, like, what do we? That's a prediction. But he's, he's got to—he's got to be implicit in something huge. Yeah, seriously, huge for Cahill to be involved. Wait, okay. Also, the way to Tiana's point about what Harvey told Kevin does has he articulated that to Mike in terms of that Kevin might be hit their ticket out of there? Did, does Mike know that? Mike knows that. Mike knows that if he informs on Kevin. No, I think she's no, saying but like oh. that Kevin holds the key to other people. We didn't hear that for, until today. But we know that Kevin's been talking. I mean, Mike Harvey and Mike have been talking about Kevin. And but I think that's. Is. I think, I think that kind of means that Harvey's also representing Frank. And then I think Harvey has some type of weird six-level plan to get oh like gosh, more yes. than one person out of prison. I don't know because oh, if Sutter that could be because if Sutter's his client, if Sutter's his client, he can't have Mike inform. With the information that Kevin gives him. Interesting. <laughs> As I think it out, I'm like, that's a lot more steps than I thought. Yeah. You can't have Mike inform based on the information uh, Kevin gives him in order to get Sutter put away for stuff. Or is Mike's, or I don't know. I would imagine. I mean, Ma- Mike could inform, right? Like- but I think Harvey's plan is to get Mike to inform. Mm-hmm. So that Cahill can go after Sutter. Mm-hmm. And then immediately try to defend Sutter from whatever Mike did. Oh my gosh. But meanwhile, <laughs> but meanwhile Sutter has to get convicted yeah. for Mike to get out at all. So wh- how does Kevin so, get out? Does he ever get out? I, I don't think anyone... Not This sounds harsh. No one cares about Kevin. I can tell. Harvey <laughs> wants to get Mike out. But Harvey I think wants that, to get Mike out and, wants- and placate Frank from killing Mike in the killing or maiming Mike in the meantime. Yeah, and I think that Mike will be the one who wants to help Kevin out because Mike is the one if it turns out that Kevin is like super innocent in all of this mm-hmm. stuff, then Mike will be like, "Well, if I'm getting out, he needs we got to figure out a way to get him out too." And it would serve a double arc of him mm-hmm. 
of him um, forgiving forgiving someone who made a mistake once. Yes. Actually, that that's actually a pretty deep arc. The more I think about it, because wow. him forgiving him forgiving someone who drove drunk once is the equivalent to everyone around him forgiving him for pretending to, for pretending to be oh a lawyer. Oh my gosh, once. I love it. See, like it's yeah. there. See, I'm the, okay. It's I'm baked back. in. It's I'm here. back, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry, was... I took a day off because I was just really. <laughs> it's a it lasagna. Was... We're pulling yeah. back the layers. That's where you eat a lasagna, girl. Be... <laughs> no, I just there is layers. No, I I love. I truly, truly love that, and I think it's very important that we do have a moment where, if, if that's what it is. Mike for giving this Kevin, you know, whatever he represents. Mm-hmm. Wow, I can see the intensity of what that's going to look like. I love it. But I to be do. fair, next starting next week, I can see the intensity in Mike of like, I don't care about this I dude. Hate you, yeah. I don't care about this dude anymore. Which sucks because Mike does that. He gets so like you know, it's, gets so idealistic. Yeah, instead of humanistic. It's like, dude, we. But I don't want to take away from anything that happened to his parents. But I hate the way he's done that so many times in the series. Like, blamed somebody who might have had a similar story, and it's like. But they're different. They're but it's also like thing. you said, um, Steve, the pot calling the kettle black Absolutely. because Mike has like, been deceiving people and lying to people and doing something bad, not to the extent of actually harming people, but it's still wrong and bad. And you harming know, them enough, he expects forgiveness <laughs> from people, so he should yeah give forgiveness. True, to people. true, true. I think we just nailed the overall arc. I mean, of oh, this half of the drop season, drop the mic. That was dope, y'all. That was truly um, dope. We're gonna circle back to a little more Harvey Cahill Sutter stuff okay. later. Let's jump into Jessica and Stu. Mm. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh. They're um, okay. they're interesting. They sure are. But I, I think I like them a little bit. I like them. I think they're good for each other. Yeah, I think they're real good are for each other. Romantically or just for fun in the show? Both. Yeah. Okay. No to the romance. I why? Said. Because Stu's annoying. Like, Is that why? <laughs> that's really it. I mean, he's nice and you know not bad looking, but he's annoying. I don't know. Just because like I miss her old boo, but I don't know. <laughs> that's <laughs> why. I truly miss her old boo. I haven't gotten over that relationship. Um. Yeah, and you know, just like you know, he eats people's brand bars. I don't really. I'm not feeling that. Um. But other than that, I think I what I love is their relationship as just like tenant and, and whatever the case is now because it's so cool to see the moments that Jessica has power because like, mm. like we've said before sometimes she doesn't have to say too much within an episode to know that she's kind of the mama bear and when she does stuff like that it's just like it's great mm-hmm. like you know when Harvey said I know who she'll talk to not me not Lewis we gotta go all the way to Jessica for this even to happen it's just it's very beautiful so that part of the relationship I, I appreciate it well, well, the reason he know. had to talk to Jessica is because clearly he, he likes do, her. Yeah, but still, that's fine. She can. She cute. He should like her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. <laughs> uh, Lorena Rock in the chat says Jessica is too fine. She is too fine. Thank you. But like, I, but I think that's like the the statement. Like Jessica's just like too fine for like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that once she gets over that. She can, she can maybe give Stu a chance, maybe, or at least give Stu like a couple more chances to prove himself worthy of a date with Jessica. I think that we will get there because, like I said last week, I think that Jessica needs someone to just have some fun with, kick off the Manolos for a second, girl. Like, relax, have a little fun. I'm really interested with those. Yeah, break a (laughs) lease, have a little fun. Everyone deserves a summer fling. I don't know what season it is right now. They're like in coats. Yeah, they're in like coats all the time, so I never know. (laughs) Is it ever warm in New York? Exactly. Seriously. And that last scene, that last scene with uh, 
Rachel looks like she was dressed to go to like a ballet or something. I know. The part of me, because there's like a whole nightlife that these characters have that we're like, oh, she looks like she looks like she's gonna go see Black Swan, <laughs> and that's just not important to this conversation. Right, but, <laughs> but just that's so, just so you know. Like she changed. She yeah. was ready for that. Hilarious. I'll I'll, I'll circle back to it on predictions. <laughs> so Lewis needs a house. Oh my gosh. Yes, so that he so can funny. get a date. I actually felt bad for Lewis for a second. How so? Here because he he got so emotional talking to Jessica or sorry, talking to Donna about this. And he wants her to like him so bad that he is doing the most extreme thing to try to just spend time with her and because he's so Afraid that he isn't good, like that she will just yeah. look at him and be like, "No, I don't want to date you," mm-hmm. and that makes me sad because there are so many people in this world who deal with the same struggle and issues of it doesn't matter how successful you are, you still have those insecurities. No, that's an incredibly relatable feeling. Yeah, yeah it is. And it's like I just don't have the money to spend on a house in the Hamptons so I can impress somebody. the hot contractor <laughs> I want to date. So. <laughs> yeah, I. Just, Although to a certain extent, I feel like people people who have that problem but also have a lot of money have a bit of a crutch to like, no, I'm just going to buy that house in the Hamptons so yeah. that she'll think I have a house in the Hamptons, whereas most of us without money just have to face that problem. Right. I'm like, hey, I, <laughs> yeah. I like you, but we're in a professional relationship and I think it would be inappropriate for me to tell you I like you, <laughs> but I like you and right. if you need to fire me as a client, I completely get that. Right. But what he's going to end up doing is it's going to be the Hamptons house first and then he's still not going to have the courage to do it and then it's going to be something else he's going to keep he's going to have places all over the world by the time he's done with it it's going to take a 10 year scam just to get one date out of the girl by the time he actually asks her out she's going to be married with 10 babies I don't think we need to escalate that far (laughs) (laughs) the thing that's so interesting is um, I love that Tiana made that point because it is Lewis was extremely relatable, as usual. I mean, some of the things he goes through, regardless of the joke, the way we go through it, they it makes sense. But Donna gave him a little bit of, hey, you don't really have to do that. You're good enough. Like, I love you. I miss you. I think you're great. You're wonderful. And I'm not really sure who else he would need to hear from besides Donna. So that's, I mean, I don't know. I know he's still dealing with his Harvey complex. Mm-hmm. And it only comes out here and there now. Um and I'm sh- and and hearing that his he's still mourning Sheila a little bit. That was that was cool, but it's just kind of like I thought that Lewis had learned the lesson a couple seasons ago, and I know that it doesn't go away. And not, it's, I know it's not like a one time thing. Mm-hmm. We all deal with insecurities, but I just hope that Lewis had graduated to the fact that he knew. Like, I mean, I'm gonna light you up. Like, I'm lit. Like, so I was hoping, you know. But, but he has that confidence professionally. He always did. But that's not what we're talking about. He personally, yes. he does not have that confidence. And that's the lesson he still has to learn. He's yeah. felt an instant connection or he said there's something about this woman. Wouldn't it be that... funny if something was like it was his half-sister or something? I don't know. Like... Nah, that seems unnecessary. <laughs> but like, no, I'm just saying this, he said something. General Hospital. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it is so, so real. Is James Franco showing up just because he wants to? Of yeah. course not. I know. But it would just be so... Because he said something about this woman and we haven't seen her since. So I'm just wondering, like, what was it? Because she was cute, but... Come on. No, anyway. but we saw the connection last week. Like there was a connection there, but she also called it out that I like to have a very personal relationship personal with relationship clients. with her with my clients. So my issue looking out for Lewis, yeah, was 
is this is that the connection he felt all manufactured because that's her job? Mm-hmm. Just like strippers, that's what she said. That's like, what she, it she, is. You're probably right. But yeah. as, so, as someone who's freelance a lot of the time, like that's part. That's really what people are buying, and that's really what you're selling is a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Like the product is pretty much secondary to how they feel when you give them the product, right? So she's not wrong. That's I sorry, in my head, I'm still thinking it was the strippers. strippers. <laughs> so everything you're saying, I'm relating it to stripping. It's whether you're a li- it's whether, all related, so whether also, you're right? a Lyft driver or a stripper, it's all about how people feel when, they're <laughs> when you're done. Oh God! I... <laughs> she brought it all the way around. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm not gonna say anything. Oh Late God, that was special. It's actually right. it's an old saying that I may have created very recently which was do you want to know what you call a salesman who will actually listen to you a therapist <laughs> hilarious because that's it's they all contract like yes. it's yeah. you're providing a service mm-hmm. and if the service is to listen to you that's the service and but you're I, made to feel special i don't want to be cynical because i do think lewis had a genuine connection with this person yeah yes but if that genuine connection was romantic in nature or professional in nature, that line gets real blurred by what she literally just said. And that's the thing I want to. So you shouldn't without... be buying a house exactly that's... to impress her. Maybe rent a house. That's all we're saying. We're just, rent the house, but know. he can't do construction in a rental. Oh, uh, without... rent rent a house that you can do construction <laughs> in, or don't talk to the Royal Pains guys. Like, <laughs> they're already down there. They're already down there. I just want to explore this journey with um with with just the full like. Mm. feelings and not the money not the Hamptons not any of that that's you know well we have to eventually get that when they're both down there at the Hamptons and the Hampton house and he's, is and he's expecting he's expecting a relationship or the makings of a relationship and he either realizes like yes we I feel this way too or no you're just another client mm-hmm. mm. either way he's gonna learn a lesson or well actually only the bad way he's gonna learn that lesson which is if you like somebody you just gotta be like hey I like you it's mm-hmm. the thing you never learn in preschool true yes. cause you have to like punch them instead but... well that's what girls did cause guys were so dense <laughs> uh, <I guess> I... <laughs> guys were so dense we didn't understand, didn't understand. that girls need to like well, literally we break our nose and be like no I like you I broke couple... um, no I'm kidding <laughs> You're about to I own just, up. I to <laughs> that sounds out. I was like, I just pushed him down and kissed him when I liked him. Interesting. Yeah. That's direct. Yeah, it was pretty direct. I was also taller than most of the boys. So Eight year old me would have appreciated like, that. I just manhandle him. <laughs> I think now's a good time to head on over to some news and gossip. <laughs> yeah, so news and gossip, guys. Do I have some news and gossip some tea? for you? I Ooh. got the tea. I got the tea. Mm. So, um. Oh, we're going to pull up this YouTube video okay. right now. Um, so I was at the Fox TCAs on Monday, and I was doing my thing, interviewing people, and the cast of Lucifer came by, and D.B. Woodside is on Lucifer now. So we was talking, and at the end of the interview, I was like, hey, D.B., <laughs> I love me some suits. Right. So I t- told him that, and he told me a very special little thing. Do we have it queued up? I don't want to ruin it. I want you hey, guys to... We're just having some technical difficulties. No worries. Oh, no. Okay. So should we go to predictions and then come back to us? Well, we have one more topic and then... But oh, the okay. TCAs, who else did you get to talk to at the TCAs? At the TCAs, um, I talked to the cast of the um, new Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, no. So excited out. for this. Victoria Justice, oh, um, Christina Million, yeah. Reeve Carney, Ben Vereen. 
was there. I mean, like, wow. what? It was amazing. Um, and then the cast of Scream Queens was there. We had the new show Pitch that's coming out about mm. um, the first female yeah. baseball picture. She's a girl. What's her name? Kylie. I love her. So adorable. Oh so much gosh. fun. Such a, like, humble spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, I got to sit in on some panels, got some free swag. I got this awesome phone case that says Tiance yes. on it. I mean, I mean, and Fox, but, you know. You- you clearly got to put whatever name you wanted yes. on that phone yes. case. You could put anything it. you wanted, and <laughs> it was amazing. I chose Tiance because, you know, hey. 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 <laughs> love it. Love, love, love. Um, how are we I feeling know. on that play button? Um, hey, guys. So we can, uh, we can go ahead and play the audio from this. Okay. Let's That's play fine. the audio. That's all that really matters. <laughs> it doesn't always happen like that, but we do. We really like, we, you know, it's a real care for the show and, and our crew as well, who it's are amazing. I'll give them a big yet. shout out right now. Yeah. Yeah. coming up in a second, right here. Um, Unsung heroes. Yeah. Um, but they all, you know, they all, they all decided they want to come back and do the show, which doesn't always happen either. <laughs> and, and that sort of spoke volumes to all of us. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice place to be. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like fun. And I have to say, DB, I am a huge Suits fan, and I thought Jessica did you totally wrong. <laughs> did, didn't she? Really wrong. She really did. And I want you to know, I was thank on your you. side. Thank you. I was there to support you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm... Keep watching this season because maybe she's going to apologize. Ooh. What? Oh, oh, I knew she was coming. I knew it. Uh, okay, so tell everyone so where they can that's, find Lucy. Okay, that's so she, she cannot date Stu. That's all I'm saying. Yes, she needs to be available and ready for my man. No, yes. she needs to make amends. So that she, needs, she can move on. She, she can move do. on. No, you guys. <laughs> you're not listening. No. Guys, guys, not next week, but the week after. We're past our three-episode rule on ships. Oh, yeah. So not next week, but the week after, we can start talking about Vanessa Stu. <laughs> or, or, sorry, Jessa Just Stu. Jessa oh, Stu. no. <laughs> Je- we just Stu. heard this great information. How could you guys... He didn't say he's coming back. We don't know. We don't know. What the- he just She's said gonna- she might apologize. That she- could be a phone call, an email, a text message. <laughs> we don't know. Dang, y'all. He's a so Snapchat. Fine. A Snapchat. A snap. So that, Jessica you know, does There's not no snap. evidence of it. It just goes away <laughs> no, in 24 no. hours. <laughs> no, no, Jessica doesn't snap. Uh, but, ooh, I love that. Great question, T. Ooh, thank love you. Them. So that, that's for you guys at home. I was like, yes. <laughs> this love. is awesome. Yeah. So to bring it. it back to Jessica, Jessica kind of came through two threads this episode. Mm-hmm. The other thread was Rachel and the um, Innocence Project with Leonard... Leonard um, oh. Bailey. 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 Mm-hmm. I was about to say Leonard Leon, and I'm like, that's not correct. <laughs> that's just Leonard again. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Bailey, who was pretty much the her professor told her, nope, don't worry about that guy. Yeah. We're going to go for, I guess, a more winnable case. Like, yeah. what would the Innocence Project pick over... I feel like the Innocence they Project... They need a new, new DNA. They need a new DNA to be... Yeah, yeah. so that that's too complicated for mm-hmm. them to take on. That that part of the Innocence prog- Project probably means that you need, like, results. So it's more important to, like... Take on a case that's winnable. Or at least... I mean, well, because they're not necessarily getting people off death row as much as they're keep saving them from death. I thought they were getting them out. I don't... But they'd have to be innocent to get them out, and I don't think that was always the case. Uh, right? I mean, Somebody yeah. refresh me he, on the Innocence no, Project. Cause he said, no, because he said he didn't do it. Like, that's what he's, Leonard is claiming. But so I mean, like, everyone says that. I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Innocence Project would be one of those greater good projects that's like, well, we get law students who are capable of getting death row people life in prison. I don't think everybody's on death row, though, that goes through the program. 
Definitely not. Fair enough. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely but I think not. The, I, I also don't know if the Innocence Project is an actual thing. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. my God. It I, is I, absolutely I wanted to intern with them as a college. Okay. And if you're watching, I still would intern with you today. Perfect. I love the Innocence Project because it is, it is, I don't know, um, the only thing is I don't know what constitutes as like a certain case. To oh, me, okay. I've never heard oh, as so like... Oh, so they're specifically looking for cases where someone will get out. Yes, mostly exonerated, probably exonerated for the most part because they the case didn't happened. do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So that's kind of my understanding, but now that we have Leonard's case where it's like death row, I've never heard about that situation, so... Whereas, wanna... whereas they review the case and realize, well, it's not worth the man hours um, well, just, to set them. Just, uh, just Sheldon in the chat just mm-hmm. said um, it's off death row, so life... Or freedom. Yes. So, so off one, death row is yeah, part her, of their project. Yeah. So but, that they sent her to literally just say, "Hey, this man shouldn't die." Yes. Which is a way easier I, argument I than, "Hey, this dude sentence. didn't do yeah. it." But I think that what the professor said here, which is very sad because it's also very true, is just they don't have enough resources. This is all it, yeah. pretty much pro bono. Yeah volunteer work and dealing with law students even when she goes to Jessica Jessica's like I don't have one hour a week to spend supervising you on this so if you can't get Jessica to do it how many how many actual lawyers are out there volunteering their time for all of this stuff so you just don't have the manpower it sucks because there's so many cases like this that Rachel's gonna have to deal with eventually because you know we always say she gets very emotionally Mm -hmm. attached Mm -hmm. to her clients Mm -hmm. and working at a place like the Innocence Project (laughs) actually probably isn't the best place for someone (laughs) like Rachel because she wants to help everyone and you just physically can't Mm -hmm. help everyone But we also talked about this last week that this case isn't just case. This case is escape escape or distraction from the Mike situation. Absolutely. Even when, and it's so interesting how she made it relatable this episode when she, you know, Leonard said, you don't know what it's like to be away from your family. And she said, I do my fiance's in prison. I didn't, that sentence kind of struck me a little bit because she was like, yeah, my fiance's in prison. And it was kind of like a, I don't know. It was, I know it's, she knows and she's come to terms with it before. But to me, hearing her say it for some reason, kind of brought another level of like yeah. yeah this is what my fiance feels and this is also how I feel on the other side and now there's this other guy who mm-hmm. feels like that it was good I thought Leonard was an incredible actor by the way yes. I actually absolutely loved I'm him I'm excited to see him through because it looks like we're going to get a lot more of him yeah good good he was great the entire way through um Lorena or, or sorry uh Lindsay Ivory Neptune in the chat why couldn't Lewis supervise her Lorena Rock in the chat because he's in love Um, I think it's more that um, Rachel trusts Jessica more than she trusts Lewis but if the choice were not to fend Leonard or have Lewis supervisor she probably would have had Lewis supervisor that said I'm not sure if Lewis would take on a case like that either Yeah, because Lewis is a lot more like Harvey where he wouldn't take on something so emotional I don't even want to say a losing case as much as a really complicated case yes and I think that it goes back to the conversation that Jessica had with Rachel when she found out she was doing it and you know the whole women empowerment in the office Mm -hmm. type of thing where she goes to Jessica because she already thinks Jessica's proud of this thing that I'm doing so I can definitely get her on my side again but I did have the same thought I was like well if Jessica says no 
go to the next lawyer. And then I was like, wait a second, there's only two other guys right. in the office. And one of them is trying to get your fiance out, yeah, so don't go like, to him. Yeah, don't go to Harvey. Yeah. Harvey. And Harvey doesn't take losers. Yeah. Also, like, Lewis is a little tied up at a couple other things. And uh, Gretchen and Donna aren't yeah. lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, like, it's important to so know. So when I was thinking, I was like, well, five. girl, just go find you. A- oh, wait, everyone quit. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like, girl, just, just go find you, like, this is one of those another senior where, partner. This is one of those moments where her and Mike would, like, collab together and, like, make magic. Man, and, I miss those moments. And force Harvey to take on the stuff. case, too. Oh, season two, one. Mm, one, two, and three. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just, yeah, their relationship has grown so much. I really love it. Moving on. But moving on, I think I feel like we covered all the Cahill, Harvey, yeah. Frank, Kevin, because that I broke that down to be two different categories, but I think we covered it in one category that we're ready for predictions. Let's get into it. Predictions, we're... predictions, mm. predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. I will start to the far left because you look like you have something, Tiana. I don't I'm... know if I have anything. Um, I I will start with the obvious that Kevin is clearly lying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clear, just straight up lying. Like there was, he didn't get drunk. Or he he's didn't... telling half truths. He, he's he said, lying by omission. It feels like a lie by yeah, omission. Yeah, because he stopped his story at I woke up and there was a police officer in front of me and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm like. So what did the police officer say? Exactly. What happened? You were in an ambulance. <laughs> you right. had to be processed. And what? Like, <laughs> what else happened, Kevin? Um, so, good. I mean, just from that alone, I really, really would like to get some answers on Kevin. I'm also very concerned with Harvey representing three different people in the prison. <laughs> Um, it just seems like at some point there's going to be like a lawyer conflict of interest and... Something about this deal with Cahill, I know they're toasting and acting buddy-buddy now, but something about this deal, and now with him representing three bad guys in, or not bad guys, Mm. but three people in the prison, just seems like the deal is going to, something's going to happen with the deal with Mike that's going to blow up in everyone's face. Well, and to be fair, that seems on the horizon. And we did end this entire episode on a very touching moment of Cahill and Spectre very worthy adversaries mm-hmm. having toasting to each other mm-hmm. pretty much the night before battle mm-hmm. like it because initially like visually visually or even vocally like it wasn't as like impactful as some of the other suits endings are until you really are like no these guys are gonna go to war yeah mm-hmm. in a really complicated like I bested you, you bested me. I bested you. Like two of the best lawyers That's in the, the thing. It's in New so York. Complicated though. Like even watching that moment, I was like, because he was like, an indictment's coming tomorrow, and he's like, all right, I'll see you. I've just never heard seen that before. Well, of course, it's, the indictment's coming tomorrow because so he's because he couldn't get it. He couldn't get the new holding company suspended, mm-hmm. so he has to send an mm-hmm. indictment to just straight up go after Sutter, and then he's going to go after Kevin and. Crazy, crazy. And then Mike is going to give information on yeah Sutter, who's going to turn around on Kevin, and then Harvey's representing all of them. Hey, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> for Harvey to be representing, but like literally Harvey, yeah. But for Harvey to get Mike out of prison, he would have to be at least four steps ahead ahead of Cahill at every point before they had this drink at the end of this episode. You think so? Yes. Interesting. Yep. Okay. He has the foot. He's done the legwork. He's representing enough people inside the prison and outside the prison. He's re- he's representing and has his hand in enough of these pots that it seems likely he's going to get Mike out. 
but in typical Suits fashion, somewhere in the middle, it's not going to be the plan he expected. He's exactly. going to pivot, and then the pivot is actually going to be the plan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. Just to, um, while we're doing arcing predictions, uh, do we think Mike gets out this summer? No. Wait. Actually, I think I said last yes, week yes. I think so. I'm sticking now. with yes. Yeah, I definitely think sticking so. With, although, if two weeks ago I had said, do you think Mike gets out, and we had all said yes, we'd all be correct. Because <laughs> he got out. Yeah. He did get out. He got out for How three funny. seconds. Right. Um, Three seconds. Three hours. Yeah. Do we think Kevin is... Or we kind of talked about Kevin lying. Do we think Lewis will find love? Yeah, that was my prediction. Um, I'm definitely interested to see the Cahill-Harvey drama, but if we go back to Lewis... I just want to figure out when she figures out what the hell's going on. That I bought a house. I that I bought a house mm-hmm. to say what's up to you. So, do we think he finds love? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. I think Lewis finds love in that Lewis will fall in love. Will the love be returned to him? Reciprocated? Uh-huh. Is it unrequited love? <laughs> I think is my question. Honestly, I think. I think it would be the best character. I think it would be the best character choice. For Lewis to go this, go this, be this sprung, and then for her to feel the same way, because then he doesn't actually learn anything. Exactly. Because then he still has a lesson to learn. Right. He just happens to be in love. Right. But uh, because Donna warned him about what would happen when she finds find out, out, he's got to learn a lesson. So yes. that's why I don't That's, uh, the that's why I think it's going to be a Also, Donna seemed thing. real upset mm. about this whole situation. Yeah, she was very upset. She um, was still supportive at the end, though. She's Donna, she's, she's always supportive. She's, Donna. she's still going to do oh, her job. Again. Um, I think I can end us on this. I think that the story Kevin told is true. Mm-hmm. I think the fight he got in with his wife was about his involvement in some legal in some illegal dealings with her father. I think they were so illegal and so bl- brazenly prosecutable that when he went down for a DUI, that may or may not have been. Like involuntary manslaughter or worse, Cahill Cahill came to him, or another prosecutor came to him and said, "If you flip on your father-in-law, you will get the like minimum sentence for a DUI, not vehicular manslaughter or whatever." And he didn't flip, mm-hmm. which will conflict Mike the whole way, because this guy was a guy who made a mistake, the same mistake that ruined Mike's life, as yeah. far as Mike is concerned. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it comes back to the whole theme of forgiveness and understanding and. That said, somehow with Harvey knowing, having his hand in every pot, he'll get everybody, he'll get everybody the ending they deserve, not necessarily the ending they want. Okay. That seems... That seems fair. That That seems seems fair, but a little vague enough that I I gave myself some wiggle. (laughs) We're like five weeks weeks from now, I'm like, well, (laughs) everybody got the ending. (laughs) In the meantime, yeah. where can the people find you guys on the Twitter, Stacey? You guys can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at One Take Stace. Thank you so much for tuning in. And check me out at the Tiana Hobson. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Except for Thursdays where I do use Instagram. That's Steve <laughs> underscore Kaufman, K-A-U-F. M-A-N-N. I only post on Thursdays. They can attest to it. That's a truthful sure fact. Um, I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I tweet about them regularly. Thank you guys so much. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.